Good afternoon and welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. Throughout history, there was a strong divide between what was considered female superstition and male medicine. Men were intimidated and threatened by women who not only had special healing skills or extensive medical knowledge, but who also were closely connected to God. The popular established belief was that only men could comprehend medicine and healing, and only men of the cloth could have direct contact with God himself. Women who did so were heretics and ultimately connected to the devil. Women fought hard to carve out a place for themselves in the world of science and also medicine. They served as apothecaries, herbalists, nuns, and midwives. Their medicines were botanical-based and prepared as lotions and potions. Women held their ground, defying the governing laws of men and the church. Their motives were always questioned, their miracles punished. Women invariably suffered excommunication, exile, heavy fines, and torture, eventually becoming the target of witch hunts and ultimately suffering death. From 1484 until around 1750, some 200,000 witches were tortured, burned, or hung in Western Europe. When King James took the throne of both Scotland and England in 1603, his fascination with the black arts drove him to convince Parliament to pass the Witchcraft Statute of 1604, which ruled witchcraft as a crime punishable by death. In 1644, Matthew Hopkins emerged in Essex with a strong vengeance to destroy anything to do with the devil. Early on in his witchfinder career, he imprisoned 23 women accused of witchcraft. Of those 23, four died in prison and 18 were convicted and hung. Subsequently, in 1645, he assumed the role of witchfinder general, claiming to be officially commissioned by Parliament. He traveled all over England, examining women for witchcraft with his merry band of so-called lady prickers. Characteristics of a witch included women who were typically old, poor, snaggletooth, possessed a hairy lip, and possibly a devil's mark, which was a wart or a mole. They were also said to have a cat. Aside from these visible clues, Hopkins and his lady prickers had several horrible and irrational methods to determine if a woman was indeed a witch. He published these methods in a short pamphlet titled The Discovery of Witches. One absurd method was by cutting her arm. If she did not bleed, she was a witch. There was also the infamous swimming test, in which the accused woman would have her arms and legs bound to a chair and thrown in the local pond. If she drowned, she would be innocent and go to heaven. Otherwise, if she survived, she would be tried as a witch. It is said that Hopkins and his posse are believed to be responsible for the deaths of 300 women. Ironically, Story has it, Hopkins drowned undergoing his own swimming trial after being accused of partaking in witchcraft himself. Hopkins' murderous frenzy paved the way in the town where the infamous English trial of 1662 took place. Amy Denny and Rose Cullender were two widows on trial for the crime of witchcraft. English physician Sir Thomas Brown served as a key witness and his testimony swayed the jurors sending these two women to the gallows. In 1705, in Pittenweem, Scotland, stories told by 16-year-old Patrick Morton, the son of a local blacksmith, became the reason three women were killed and others cruelly tortured. Janet Cornfoot, one of the accused for practicing witchcraft, was swung between a ship and the shore, stoned, severely beaten, and then crushed to death. As for the boy, Patrick Morton, he was later found to be a liar, and yet no justice was served. The laws began to give witches some relief by 1736, when Parliament passed an act repealing the laws against witchcraft, however, still imposing fines and imprisonment on people who claim to foretell the future, cast spells, and or communicate with the dead. Helen Duncan was the last woman to be imprisoned under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. Her conviction in 1944 is what led to the repeal of the act with the enactment of 
the Fraudulent Mediums Act of 1951, which prohibited a person from claiming to be a psychic, medium, or other spiritualist while attempting to deceive and make money from the deception. The act was later repealed on May 26 of 2008 by the new consumer protection regulation in the EU. Yet, the Witchcraft Suppression Act is still in place to this day in South Africa. It is no wonder, based on the long trying history for witches, that they resorted to practicing in secrecy or not practicing at all. The 19th century, however, brought about the rebranding of the witch. In the U.S., the mainstream interest in witches has been tied to the rise of feminism and the lack of trust in the establishment. Present day, the instability and uncertainty in our world is causing many people to take up the craft, relearn their old family ways of witchcraft, or seek out a modern-day witch. Witches are coming out once again. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the wonderful witchy pleasure of having chiropractor, witch doctor, and energy healer, Dr. Janelle Clayton, on my show once again. We will be talking all about witches, from candle magic, spells, to finding your own inner witch. Plus, she will also be offering a free witch reading and spell to you. So you can call in now and hang out on the line, 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. The veil is the line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Are you trying to boost your fertility and get pregnant? Not sure what to eat during your current pregnancy? Are you currently breastfeeding during postpartum? Sacred Medicine Mamas can help you to map out and optimize your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Allow Dr. Janelle Clayton, chiropractor, and holistic nutritionist Marjorie Glenn to help you thrive during this special time in your life. We offer high-quality nutritional supplements, meal planning, as well as mindfulness practices for your overall well-being. Shop our online store and holistic dispensary to find the best organic and natural products for you and baby. Set up a virtual consultation today. Results are priceless. Book a free consultation now by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com. Or call 541 639 4575. That's 541-639-4575. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having chiropractor, witch doctor, and energy healer, Dr. Janelle Clayton, back once again on my show. Hey, Dr. Janelle, how are you? Hi, Sakura. How are you doing? Good. And where are you joining us from today? You know, it's 
it's I'm kind of in between places, somewhere in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good enough answer. I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> Especially with that eclipse, huh? Especially with the eclipse. I really need to ground. Um, that eclipse was a doozy. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. So I have to ask you, how did you come to find out you are indeed a witch? So I actually took those online quizzes. So, you know, I think the last time we spoke when I was on your show before, I talked about how chiropractic school, everyone's kind of discovering their gifts and it's kind of like Harry Potter school. <laughs> and so we would sit around and kind of take these impasse quizzes or Dorian Virtue quizzes and I would take it and mine would keep coming back witch. And I was like, that can't be right. I'm definitely only an earth angel. Like there's no other <laughs> category <laughs> because I was had such a bad connotation about being a witch. Right. Were there any clues? Any inklings? I mean, besides, you know, maybe some birds following me, I, I had, you know, I have a lot of supernatural experiences that I talk about um, with people, my clients and on YouTube, but um, it just rang true. And so one day I was sitting outside um, and in the, the place I was renting and I was reading this book on, again, getting to know what realm you're from, getting to know your spiritual gifts. And I sat there and I said, guys, what am I? Am I a witch? And this bell started ringing. Ding, uh. ding, ding. And I was like, okay, well, I have to work through that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really excited. I was like, you know what? I got to look more into what this actually means, you know, besides what people told me. Right. And change your wardrobe. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> yeah. how would you indeed describe a modern day witch? Well, one of the books that really helped me come up with this definition for myself um, was the book Witch by Lisa Lester. And I, I felt like when I read that book, her experience was really my experience of, of really not having a legacy or a, a family that taught me these things, really having to discover it for myself. And then um, she uses the term, a witch is someone that um, does the Wicca, which is used to be this tool that people would craft on and make um, like a loom. And so I, I, and it's kind of a joke, you know, a lot of witches work in the craft world or in the craft store or make their own crafts. And so that's really where I think um, I find myself in making herbs or um, coming up with with solutions or being creative in other ways, Mm -hmm. um, including like candles and remedies and, and crafts, you know? And would you also say that they are most likely to be modern-day healers? They are very much healers. And that word, witch and healer, is very much um, interchangeable. Um, And that was, like, in the intro, so much of what women had been persecuted by um, having their own healing and their own way of doing things that was not part of the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And so how many different kinds of witches are there? There are so many. I learn a new type every day. Of course, the work I, I do introduces me into so many different types of people and types of witches and, and legacies. But um, the major ones um, are Alexandrian, which is really um, more like a coven. It's a lot of training. Okay, there's a traditional witch, which um, is Celtic and pagan and really goes um, before the pre-Christian era. There's Celtic witches, um, and then there's solitary witches, which are just, you know, cool chicks that light candles at home, I like to call (laughs) it, but really they practice on their own. They don't have a coven. They're not Wiccan. They have extraordinary healing abilities and intuition and, and, and are drawn to learning how to work with herbs and plants and heal themselves Mm, and heal their communities. And so Um, where does Wiccan fall in line with those? So Wiccan is more of like a religion. That's okay. my understanding of it. It's more of a religion, and it's more of a way that people practice witchcraft. But when you're just a natural witch, or you've been a witch in a different lifetime, or you're a healer, or a crafter, or just a magic maker, shapeshifter, this, it just, um, you don't have to be Wiccan. You can be any religion, really, and have these supernatural abilities that would qualify you as a witch. Mm, okay. So now I'd like to think of myself as more of a Glenda, but are there still wicked witches? Yeah, and I feel like I run into a few and dodge, dodge, <laughs> dodge others. 
um, you know, that movie, Beautiful Creatures, I think, um, I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have um, not. That movie describes it. And I kind of remember this happening when I was hitting puberty. That's where you really get more of your powers. Like as a kid, I think a lot of witches are empaths and, and you know, drawn to animals and, and crystals and things like that. But around puberty, you really start getting some new gifts. And I would be able to like kind of move objects if I wasn't careful, like slam a door and it would like, <laughs> kind of, I didn't have to touch it, you know, or uh, one of my friends, she would boil water because the energy is just, you know, integrating in your body. And she would boil water without it, the um, stove being on. Her mom would be like, what are you doing? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but in that movie, she talks about kind of this claiming of you're either going to be claimed for the light or the dark. And I still think that's a very patriarchal view of women, you know, all good, all bad. Mm. But, you know, just like um, that saying, whatever wolf you feed, you become. Mm-hmm. That's really true for when you have a lot of energy and abilities. Whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to be drawn to. Yeah, your intentions, right? Yeah. And so you can kind of be a little bit of both, right? <laughs> yeah, I think to have a complete view of self and, you know, with 2020, one of the biggest things is the shadow work. And so I always tell people there's light and there's dark, but there's also evil. And sometimes we confuse evil and shadow. And shadow is just the parts of ourselves we don't know, our blind spot qualities that we're still healing traumas and true witches and healers and people that work through the shadows work in those realms for healing the collective and themselves so um that's the terminology i like to use with people in my experience with kind of these different stereotypes we could have (laughs) right yeah and that's very well put so how can one determine if they might be a witch you know, <laughs> you can take some quizzes, but ultimately, <laughs> I think it's a, a deep remembering. And I also feel like what you mentioned about women becoming empowered. One of the, the big shifts that my guides really talk about and other people I've, I connect with um, talk about is this returning to the feminine and this kind of gathering of women. And that was the great tragedy of the persecution of witches. It would be mother against order or grandmother against the granddaughter, hmm. turning each other in and turning our backs on each other. And so um, reclaiming that feminine lineage and that feminine power, however it is in, in each person's lives, I, I really feel like it makes everyone a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think it took you so long for you to embrace the label of a witch? Or just I did some past life regressions, um, several, where I was definitely persecuted. I remember the flames. I remember just uh, the pain in my throat for whenever I had to, like, speak up. Um, I also remember I, I grew up in a Christian environment. I consider myself a Christian. I know a lot of people probably wouldn't. But um, I remember being in church and hearing people read about these things. I'm like, oh my God, I better be quiet because I can see the future. Oh my, you know, I would think, oh my goodness, they're going to find out that I'm bad. And so I had to work through all those things and educate myself. And, and, um, the past life regressions were very violent. And I knew that kind of had told my higher self, Hey, don't be activating (laughs) too early. (laughs) You don't scare people. And there's trauma tied to those. So A lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. Is this what you would describe as the witch wound? I would describe that as the witch wound um, and also just women getting accused, right? Like getting accused for being sinister or sneaky or that whole idea of being too much of one thing. Oh, you're too beautiful or too smart or whatever. Fill in the blank of whatever that is. But... The witch wounds really can hold us back from our spiritual abundance, our finances, our power, our health, our our feminine energy. And so, like I said, no matter where you are in this, we are working through a collective energy right now to return back to Mother Earth and and to reclaim these broken parts of ourselves. So how do you move through this witch wound? For me, I can speak um, for me, um, anytime I get a little bit nervous when I have to use my voice, like coming on this show (laughs) or maybe speaking out for an injustice I've seen or even, you know, going through chiropractic school and becoming a doctor in a male-dominated, you know, profession, a lot 
came up for me. Um, and luckily I had colleagues and mentors and other sisters in the trenches that would tell me, yeah, this came up for me and this is how I handled it, or this came up for me and I was able to move through this. So I would just say anytime you're stepping into your power and using your voice and you actually have like a visceral or you may have a past life flash of, oh, I better not do that or, oh, okay, this will trigger someone. This is where you can start to work through that wound. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So don't be surprised that there are layers upon layers because for a lot of us that are lightworkers, we've incarnated to shake things up. <laughs> and that means, you know, breaking stereotypes, breaking labels and, and bringing that light and that truth. Yeah, that shaken to awaken. So do you think it's finally safe to come out of the broom closet? yeah i feel like it's the safest it's ever been um i remember the um the march in seattle where everyone wore the um, cat hats from the um um women's empowerment march i i felt like it was a, a huge shift especially in the seattle area for which is to come out um and there's just been more talk about it um so I think it's safer than ever. I read, you know, there's another book. A lot of this for me has been researching and reading and, and then meditating and finding out what it means to me. But uh, Susan Zudapest actually got in a lot of trouble. If you, if you don't know who she is, check her out if you're into this work or you're just into the you know, civil rights and women's rights. But she, you know, would have these gatherings and coven gatherings in Santa Monica. And she actually got in huge trouble for having them because it was still a law in, like, late 90s that you couldn't do these things Mm -hmm. you couldn't pull cars in certain areas and so she fought and broke a lot of these rules for the west coast but there's still states where you cannot pull tarot wow um and then apparently like countries like you know (laughs) you can't go and practice witchcraft (laughs) so yeah yeah. countries will just execute you yeah (laughs) and why would you encourage people to step into it now to come out of the closet fully i would encourage people for two reasons. One, this age of Aquarius we're moving towards requires all of us to be awake. Um, And in that awakeness, it's accepting not only our past life and what we've learned, but being in community with all beliefs, even if you don't agree. And so the cycle we're in right now with Gemini and the North Node creates division because Gemini is twins. So it's taking a stance. And so what it's doing right now until we move out of this energy, it's bringing up all these things that we think we're better than or we have figured out or we, you know, we're like this and they're like that, good and bad, this dichotomy. That's a critical step in, in our personal healing and our collective healing of seeing the dichotomy and then merging it and not seeing our brothers and our sisters as so different from us. And so for people to come out of the closet, explore these concepts, explore history, really history, of why certain groups got persecuted, it's going to liberate a lot of people. Um, and that's what's needed to bring us into this rainbow bridge, into this, this new era of, of abundance and, and true community. Okay. Yeah. And that's wonderful. I like how you put that, too. So I want to ask you what the male version then so that they can step in, too. What is the male version of a witch? So there's a little overlap. So there's warlocks, which are just like straight up male witches. (laughs) And I always spot them because they have pointy shoes. They have very pointy (laughs) shoes. Um, And um, Eric, let me see your shoes, Eric. Are they very, pointy? Very pointy. Yeah, he's not around. He's around. Okay, he's good. He's around. That's always a giveaway, even if they don't know they're, they're one. Um, and then I would say there are um, a lot of male witches or people are, um, I try to use gender neutral uh, language because a lot of a lot of us in this uh, world are um, double spirited. So we, there's a lot of um, female male switching of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be like. Um, a lot of, of more male energy can be kitchen witches, I find. So chefs, bakers, um, they tend to be in the kitchen um, working with the plants and the foods and the energy that way. Mm. And also a lot of shaman, if they call themselves shaman, they're really like witch doctors. And, you know, shaman have a different category because they have to do other other tasks and things. But ultimately, they're, they have to be bruja or brujo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like that. So, I mean, a lot of men 
do call themselves shaman. So how would you distinguish between a witch <laughs> or like a male like, warlock? Don't get me started on this <laughs> I know, wait, this might be a whole other show. So <laughs> if you have a brief answer to that one. I think that overall, like the, the neo kind of like um, new age vibe is people want to, you know, put themselves into these categories that maybe not, might not be stated, but ultimately what I find when in talking with people, it's like we have these past life activations. We have these things we've already served and there's lineages that are already there. And so I don't really get that triggered, but it's like, yeah, they are. I think avoiding the warlock is just like the, the feminine avoiding the word witch and being like, I'm a healer. It's mm. just a trendier, more acceptable term, unless you really have taken that path. And if you've really taken that path, like you've earned those badges, you, like, you, <laughs> you know, and everyone else knows you're a shaman. Um, Okay, that's great. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny coming up next. And remember, if you would like a witch reading from Dr. Janelle, you can call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to talk about the only product that has been approved by both the FDA and witches. As it turns out, witch hazel has been pressed, boiled, and steamed for the use of human health for centuries. It is no wonder that this plant, which flowers heavenly golden flowers in the dead of winter, has so many mystical properties, not to mention its ability to grow in both an alkaline and acidic soil, and its resistance to insects and disease. The Native Americans, primarily the Osage Nation, was the first to use the bark of witch hazel to treat skin ulcers and sores. The Iroquois people brewed it as tea to treat dysentery, colds, and coughs, and the Potawatomi tribe placed it over hot rocks in their sweat lodges to soothe sore muscles. The Mohegans used the Y-shaped witch hazel sticks for dousing to help show the English settlers how to find underground water sources. Of course, many have called that outright witchery, but large witch hazel harvesters swear it has helped them to find many active wells still to this day. Witch hazel has a multitude of properties and functions. The plant contains tannins which help decrease swelling and fight bacteria. It can serve as an astringent agent to stop bleeding and is also quite remarkable for hemorrhoids. Modern day witches considered witch hazel a magical herb which they recommend in keeping away evil and mending broken hearts. Although many a witch would like to claim it is named after them, it unfortunately isn't. The word witch and witch hazel instead comes from the Middle English word W-Y-C-H, meaning flexible, which refers to its flexible branches and hazel coming from the plant's similarity to the common hazelnut. More than a million gallons of witch hazel are sold each year in the U.S., making one of the most popular natural remedies of all time. You can find witch hazel as a natural base for many over-the-counter toners, cleansers, and makeup removers. And the witch hazel most of us can find in the medicine cabinet today is made by distilling the bark of twigs and roots with alcohol. So whether you are looking to expel evil or soothe your skin, witch hazel has got you covered. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. 
This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life ready to shake things up try alternative talk 1150 welcome back to love from the hip i'm spiritual hypnotherapist master esthetician and your host sakura sutter don't forget to check out my newest show the conscious coaching hour today i have the absolute joy of having chiropractor witch doctor and energy healer dr janelle clayton on my show and if you would like a witch reading, call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Dr. Janelle, we actually have someone waiting patiently on the phone line, so let's go to her. We've got Kim from Bellevue. Kim, are you there? I am. Hi, Hi Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, there. Nice to meet you. <laughs> meet you virtually. So, <laughs> Kim, virtually. Kim, what's your question for Dr. Janelle? I'm more interested in thinking how my youngest son will be in the future, and he has autism. And I'm really concerned about his, if he's going to be able to be independent, to be happy, be able to thrive. Or my, that's my question. All right. Okay, so I'm going to call on your cosmic team. I'm calling in all of your angels, guides, hold ancestors, ascendant masters, and lightings for this message. Okay, so I'm going to pull a card for you. This is from the Seven Energy Oracle deck by Colette Baron-Reed. Um, it's a new deck that just came out this year. It's really beautiful. And so the card you got was the Waking Lion. So boldness, courage to move forward even without knowing the way. Facing that which is difficult or painful, the audacity to step into the unknown. Okay. So um, what I'm seeing, though, visually is I do see that he's going to need assistance. But he's going to have a very full life. Okay. So... Um, they show me that there are going to be helpful people that come along. I see him living in a community as well. I don't know if it's a community of like um, young adults or, or late, older teens that also mm-hmm. have um, autism. But there's something that hasn't quite been invented yet that he's going to be stepping into. Um, I also see you and your family being huge advocates um, in helping other families around this issue like a gateway and that's what I really um, your guys really want to talk about so he is going to be fine he's going to have a beautiful life Um, they're just urging also that you get some help with his digestion it seems like he's um, you know that's something that can happen a lot with with an autistic um, person they can have a Mm -hmm. lot of digestive issues yep that's true he does have a lot of digestive issues and we're actually going to see go to children's this week to kind of go look into that Hmm. awesome yeah, he's, I could see him kind of in pain these last few days. Might have brought up a lot. Um, the moon affects our our water intake a lot. So um, that will be great. That will be very helpful for him. Um, Is there any spell that she can do, Janelle? They really want her to be bold. Like, even though this card I'm looking at and the messages I'm getting is about the sun, your family is very special. And... One of the things that you can tap into when things get a little bit heavy or you don't know which direction to turn is you're leading others down this path. You're opening doors for other people that you don't even know are options. Mm. And so I do see you moving forward, even though there could be chaos or you could be feeling very, um, um, you know, in trepidation. But it's like there's something about you, your son and your family that is opening doors for other people. And that's very, very important. So they also want you to use that bold lion energy. Oh, wonderful. Thanks, Dr. Clayton. Is he going to get a girlfriend? What did you say? Is he going to get a girlfriend? (laughs) I saw him. No, I saw him with a girlfriend. I did. I saw him with with several. I just want to see him. Several. If you wanted a spell, I would. You could do a healing spell. You could do okay. a um, a health spell um, just for the whole household. Uh-huh. Okay, so I feel that jar spells are really good for for healing spells. Um, and you can use a blue candle or a white candle. And this okay. is what's interesting when you're doing these things. 
there's a lot of free like free will and also your own personal um, inspiration. That's the best magic. Whatever is meaningful to you, whatever you feel drawn to, you know, you may have several herbs out. You may be looking at different spells, but what you're drawn to is something that's going to work best for you. So mm-hmm. um, healing herbs um, and healing magic, um, you could even use like a tea bag, um, chamomile. You could put that in the in the jar. Mm-hmm. Um, hops is really good. Um, okay. Celery sage. All right. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Exactly. All right. Well, we've got another caller on the line. Let's go to Fabiola from Issaquah. Are you there, Fabiola? Yes, I'm here. Hi there. What is your question for Dr. Clayton? Uh, I just got um, on the card and I started listening to the radio. I have so many questions, but it's mostly about myself. Where am I standing right now? Where are you standing right now? Yes, and, and um, like family, myself. You need guidance. I don't know. I always been yeah, feeling you... like I have something that is not connecting in my life. Yes. Right. Okay. Let me call on your team. Call you all the fabulous angels, guides, healed ancestors, and the masters. Okay. So. Um, the card I got for you is it is what it is. And the message I'm getting for you, Claire, audiently from your guides is that instead of trying to make things right, the more that you become your true self, the more that you're moving forward in your life, um, they're going to fall in line. Okay. I see this big, beautiful tree, like a family tree is coming in. Thank you. Archangel Michael's coming in as well. You are very, very gifted, very talented in a lot of different areas, not only in the spiritual world, but there was a lot of things you want to do. There's a lot of things you want to do still. The time is not up yet. And so they want you to go back to when you were a kid and you were very aware of what you wanted your life to look like and that wish you would make upon a star and to pull that energy forward and to not be fearful about what so-and-so is saying or so-and-so's thinking. Okay. Um, okay. There is, a, there is a sense of radical acceptance. Okay. Okay. The other thing they show me um, is that you really need to um, either study feng shui or move your space around. I'm 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 distancing your room. Um, when people ask me for a reading, I, they give me permission to to look into their lives, and so they're showing me your room, and um, your bedroom has some really heavy energy. Um. And that's causing you to not be able to connect that much and do your, your um, astral traveling at night. So um, please refresh your, um, your sheets and, and move things around um, in okay. your room. Um, and even um, you can burn some herbs or um, put lavender underneath your pillow. They're showing me, but you need to elevate your room because you have the gift of astral travel. And that's where a lot of your problems are going to be solved one-on-one with spirit. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a really beautiful thing. That everyone has that gift. So uh, they just want your your space to be really, really uh, clear. Um, it, it, you think is because I have mostly I have all my crystals in <laughs> my room. They just they show me that like your room looks very heavy and dark to me, and the crystals need to be cleared and rearranged. It also feels like your bed is facing the wrong way. So. <laughs> If you can't move your bed, sometimes I tell people, just sleep the other direction if you can't really move your furniture around. But there's something about your orientation to uh-huh. your higher self, your actual connection when you go at night, they're showing me, um, uh-huh. that needs to be easier for you to journey up and not focus on all the heavy densities. Like, even your neighbors drive you crazy. Your house, feels like the flooring is very dense. And so working through ways to elevate your space um, is really going to help you get those solutions because... What they show me with the people around you, it's very tricky. There's a, it's, they show me you walking through a landmine field. Oh. Okay. It's like, that's the vision okay. I'm getting. And so it's like one step, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> made it. One step, okay, that person's going to blow up on me. So, and, and so, thank you, Archangel Michael. There's really nothing for you to fix. You can't really fix that person's reaction. But uh-huh. moving boldly in your own life is really what's going to, um, and they say you've been getting hunches. You've been getting messages about it. 
you've been getting messages and you know a lot of us will stuff down those messages like if you get a message to move or not to talk to someone or to talk to someone it may not make sense Hmm. but Um, follow it (laughs) all right well thanks for that thanks for calling in fabiola thank you all right all right well with that we're going to take another break but everyone stick around for more love from the hip hi We are Sacred Medicine Mamas, and we are on a mission to help people heal and feel better through a variety of holistic wellness practices. We offer holistic wellness services for busy people who are ready to achieve optimal health. We are a health and wellness clinic and a community of empowered people fighting true healing and health. We are not only practitioners passionate about people's health. We, too, are busy professional people. We have been where you are. And we have experienced similar health issues. This is why we love working with people just like you to help you find true healing of your own. We offer services including chiropractic, massage therapy, weight loss and nutrition, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, yoga and fitness. Virtual sessions are available. Book an appointment with us today by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com or call 541 541- Six three nine four five seven five. That's five four one six three nine five four. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love From The Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having chiropractor, witch doctor, and energy healer, Dr. Janelle Clayton, on my show. So, Janelle, what is candle magic? Candle magic is an amazing tool for alchemy, moving energy, and really focusing on your manifestation. And um, it's a witchy tool. It's part of the um, the tools that witches use and um, lots of spiritual traditions use. But you can really focus your energy and actually clear energy by using candles as representation of, of people, problems, or to get answers for um, things surrounding your life. And so what are what do the different colors mean? So all of the colors are um, basically the colors of the rainbow. And so each color and magic and, and has an archetypal um, feeling that we can connect to. But um, red has to do with, you know, the, the um, root chakra, um, money, finances, love, passionate love. Okay. Orange has to do with the solar plexus, or not the solar, I'm sorry, the sacral. I must, someone must have a solar plexus issue, the sacral <laughs> plexus. And it has to do with like your um, creativity, your enthusiasm, okay? It can also be really good for uh, luck and road opening type of situations. And then yellow is the, the solar plexus and has to do with success 
and and money and um, luck. Green, of course, is money. We think of money as green, the heart chakra, freshness, springtime. And then blue, um, the throat chakra. It has to do with truth, justice. Also, healing is used for the color blue. And then we have purple um, with the third eye. And it has to do with the royalty, nobility, power, um, and conquering things. And then gray is used. It's not all... um, Good, not all bad. It's that one right in the middle. So gray can be used for cleansing and and protection at the same time. Brown can be used to protect your home and your pets. Um, Black is very protective. It also can pull out negativity. And then white illuminates and brings cleanliness and um, purity. Okay. And do we need to wait until the candle fully burns before the the spell is cast? Um, Each candle. So when you choose your candle size, um, until that candle burns all the way down, your spell is not done. So... (laughs) So choose, choose wisely. Choose wisely. <laughs> choose based on how much time you're going to be in the house. <laughs> and then what is the significance of adding the essential oils to the candle magic? So the essential oils bring in that herbal and plant um, kingdom into the, the alchemy of, of energy healing. And so um, herbs correspond to different spells, and they can be added to the candle to, to um, help you heal or help you um, boost your spell. And so... Candle magic and herbal magic basically go together um, okay. as you become more advanced. And then are there but, messages in the candles while they're burning? Like, should you pay attention for that? Some people, that's all they do. They read the glass. If your candle's in the glass, they read the glass. But the flame and the wax are actually going to give you a lot of messages. And it's a whole um, process that people have gotten very, very specific on. So when you light the candle, you can get a lot of messages just from how it burns, the way the drips are coming through, and the the flames intensity and then the wax that's left over the shape it makes right when it, the burns. Shape it makes left over almost like a tea leaf reading seeing those shapes and it's amazing when you set your intention you know for one candle versus another they can be the same candle color formula but the intention you set the candle will burn differently and at different speeds and so you'll get the message in the wax after your spell's done awesome well let's go ahead and take connie on the phone from mercer island connie are you there Yes, I am. Hi, Connie. What's your question Hi. for Dr. Clayton? I'm actually looking for some guidance. Um, I'm going through a, a divorce with my husband, and I'm supposed to meet up with him for coffee tomorrow, and I kind of, I'm not sure if I should do that. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to call in Connie's Angels Guide, Shield Ancestors, Ascendant Masters, and Light Beings. All right, so you got the card, A Burst of Magic. Epiphany, a sudden higher knowing, a sense of everything has a purpose. I'm asking your guides, should you meet with him? Is it going to be too much of a trigger and a setback? And they're saying no. I, I, they're showing me that by meeting with him and you being in your power um, and keeping an open mind, but not necessarily open heart to him, but an open mind, you're actually going to see how it all plays together, why it happened, and, and this is going to continue on. It's actually a big theme right now for soulmates. Um, to see, like, even if a relationship it hasn't, quote-unquote, worked out in Earth's terms, what was the spiritual significance? So I see this as being actually a very great opportunity to, um, to get the answers you need. Are there any okay. candles she should burn beforehand? I, you know, I would definitely do a white candle to purify. Um, he feels like he has a bit of a mouth and a temper on him. I, I'm, I'm just picking that up. And, and um, you could also do a pink candle. Now, a pink candle um, is right between red and white, and it won't bring the passion. You know, it won't be the, bring the sexual energy, but it will bring the compassion so that you can hear each other out. Okay. And then also, um, just one other little question. I'm supposed to be meeting with my, um, my mediators today, and they're supposed to be giving me advice. Should I send him the paperwork tomorrow after my conversation with him. I was thinking about sending it to him around 4 o'clock. As you talk with him, be bold. And um, they're actually showing me for you to have them send it. Um, yeah. So you have that, that team and that, that kind of um, protection energy around you. Okay. But, but do um, it. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So a white and a pink candle tonight. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a okay. black one when you get home and you send them the paperwork for protection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Connie. Thank you. All right. 
So I want to ask you, yeah, with the solstice coming up, is there anything that we should do in preparation for that? So the, the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, and then it's going to be the, the um, summer in the, in the southern hemisphere, it's a very powerful day. So this is a day to make a big wish. The colors are gold. You can also use red and green. Um, some people burn yule logs and, and pine cones and get very, very much into it. But for those of us that may be starting out or you don't have a lot of resources at this time, make a big wish. Imagine what your life will look like in the next six to eight months. And you can really manifest a lot on that day. Mm, awesome. So, Janelle, can you tell us about any upcoming online programs that you might have coming up? So there's a few exciting things that are coming up. So we have our annual 40-Day Vegan Challenge. And this follows the concept of uh, veganary, of people going vegan in January to help the planet and to decrease the carbon footprint. And then um, I also have some guides um, online for moon magic. Um, if you go to my website or you send me an email at um, anatomyapothecary at gmail.com, I can send those over to you. Those are free guides. So there's a lot of free resources on my website. And then there is a sale. So if you want a reading, if you want coaching, if you want more insight um, into your life, I'm having a sale. So um, go over to my Instagram, Anatomy Apothecary. On the link tree, there will be a code that says Eclipse with a link to the booking site, and it's 25% off everything. Awesome. And then can I ask you really quick, what is the difference between a psychic and a witch, or is there a difference? Can you be both? So some, some witches have psychic abilities, but the psychic phenomenon really talks to the extra perception of, of any kind of sensory we have. So our throat, our hearing, our sight, our smell all the clear, um, clairvoyance, clairessence, clairnascence, claircognizance. So some witches have that, but some witches are healers and, in, and use their intuition and skills and craft to get the answer. So, okay. um, And then should we, should we go out and get a cat? <laughs> oh, I know I did. I, I, that was part of my witch wound healing is getting a little fur familiar to help me. Uh, you know, familiars can be animals and birds that help you uh, connect and, and protect you Um as a spiritual person. So the cat but, acts, yeah. to acts to help you connect and protect. Connect and protect. And a lot of times they want to go, jump up there and grab the tarot cards. It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course they do. And and the broom. Lastly, the broom. Do we need the broom? Yes. And <laughs> the broom, again, all of these things can go into so many details. But the broom represents clearing your space. So... I like to tell people, if you don't have a tool or you don't want to carry it in your house, use your etheric tool. So you can imagine an etheric broom or etheric crystal ball that's there to guide you and a broom that's there to clear your space, help you travel and fly awesome. and, and protect you. Great. Well, how can my listeners book a session with you or learn more about you again? So they can go to my Instagram and they can go to my link tree. So my Instagram is Anatomy Apothecary. And in that link tree are several... Um, links, packages, and ways to book with me. And my new website, anatomyapothecary.com, is up, but it'll be officially coming out in January with all of the new programs, free resources, and also coaching packages to help people find their, their calling and develop their spiritual gifts. Well, thank you again, Dr. Janelle, for being here and allowing other witches to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like to thank Eric, my fabulous producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. I'd also like to welcome and give a shout out to my new affiliate, KBKW. So look for Love from the Hip on Sundays at noon at KBKW. And tune in next week for more Love from the Hip. And stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya.